In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. You're very welcome to the Brendan Option, coming to you courtesy of Immaculata Productions. I'm Father Brendan Kilcoyne. If you like our work, perhaps you might hit the subscribe button. Um, send us a few quid via Patreon or PayPal. Keep the comments coming in the comments box. And above all, would you remember us in your prayers? Maybe from time to time, uh, put our intentions into a mass. Thank you. Uh, I occasionally refer to films I've enjoyed, a series that I think are good. I don't think I don't think it's controversial to say that some of the best work on screen is being done in television, and that that's the case for oh at least twenty years now, probably going back to the Sopranos, but some would probably go back earlier. Now, I know I run the risk of getting into a bit of controversy by praising some of these things, but I just think that such talent in acting, screenwriting, all of that should be recognised. And uh, the church is no shrinking violet when it comes to art and the depiction of life in art. I'm going to recommend a series here, which was a breakaway series, let's say, or inspired by another series. Yeah? And I'm probably going to talk about that down the line as well. There's just so much good stuff here. So you're talking about a legendary series that was made over a number of years called Breaking Bad. And as a result of that series, that series was about, it was intriguing, it was about, I, I think it was a chemistry teacher in a high school in America who becomes a, a drug lord, producing crystal meth to a scientific standard that's, uh, that's um, uh, absolutely incomparable and producing it on a near industrial scale. The breakaway series from it is about his lawyer, uh, a, a really dodgy character called Saul. Saul Goodman, that's his, that's his working name, it's a pseudonym. And this series is called Better Call Saul. Now I recommend both, and I recommend them highly. They're first class studies in evil. And if you expect the devil to come in in a flash of lightning with uh, tail and, and horns and cloven hooves, you'll be very much taken aback at the way in which evil is depicted in these in these series. So I do recommend, recommend them. I'm enjoying Better Call Saul, which is at present now in its uh, last series, season six, last season. Yeah. All right, you've got Saul, who's basically a confidence man. And the world of the confidence man is an interesting thing to explore. We talk about that at another time as well, and I've mentioned it earlier. The lonely world, I mean morally lonely, spiritually lonely, of the trickster. Of the one who, how will I put it, masters the misrepresentation of reality to his or her own profit. And so in this series, the dodgy lawyer 
could have done really well. He's close to a Catholic villain. To appreciate how the Catholic villain in literature is constructed, you must go back to the basic conditions for the commission of a mortal sin, one of which is knowledge. You must know what you're doing. You must understand it, at least minimally, in all its aspects. Another is freedom, for example, and then intention, will, and so on. He's close enough. To, the confidence man comes close to a Catholic villain. But I think the real Catholic, the ultimate Catholic villain has faith and still does evil deliberately, like the devil, in the presence of God, before his face. Before his face. Yeah. The Hebrew word for the presence of, from the presence of, in the presence of, is related etymologically to the Hebrew word for face. To be in the presence of the king was to be before his face, to leave his presence, to leave the line of his sight. They do evil in the presence of God. So Saul, who's really Jimmy McGill, is a con man who deliberately cons. He, his wife, who's, who's, uh, who's a lawyer destined for the top, sharp as a blade, he's, he corrupts her. And she starts to enjoy conning people. Now, I would never regard con, uh, confidence people as innocent. I would never regard them as merely entertaining. Conf confidence tricks are quite wicked. Of course, it depends on more than that, the matter or all the rest of it, but fine. But he's not the real master of evil in the situation. The real master of evil is Gus Fring, the shady, uh, originally Chilean drug dealer who operates under the cover of a fried chicken franchise. It's beautifully thought out. And Fring is quite human in many ways. He's an obsessive compulsive. He's obsessed with tidiness and cleanliness, which is probably useful if you run a fried chicken franchise. He's almost psychotically precise and neat. And he's a cold-blooded killer. Mathematically precise. He's a real Moriarty. You remember Conan Doyle's Moriarty? He's a real Moriarty. Played, by the way, superbly in one of the recent Sherlock Holmes ones, the one with Robert Downey Jr., first one, played, played by Jared Harris. And who can come near Jared Harris except perhaps for his father, Richard? Jared Harris, fantastic actor. Evil. With a human face. Gosfring destroys lives. Gosfring murders anyone who crosses him. He's ruthless. Vindictive. Calculating. All of that. And human. I think it's interesting that in a programme that hardly mentions God except in derision or as a curse. Eh? 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 The devil is so present. And various forms of the devil is so present. 
And I see this series as another expression of the broken heart of our society. Yeah? We can depict the devil, we know what he should look like. But we have lost the antidote. This is so dangerous. When you have a look at this series and tell me if I'm imagining all this, right? You've got the con artists and then you've got Gus Fring and you've got the, the other Mexican lords that he's working for. Oh, check out, by the way, Lalo Salamanca. Brilliantly depicted by a first-class actor. Lalo Salamanca, the charming drug lord. Charming and convincing. Who thinks nothing of having somebody uh, looking after uh, one of his men to the extent of having all his dental work scrupulously done. What the man doesn't know is that his dental work has been done to match the drug lords. And when it suits the drug lord for it to go out that he's dead, guess what happens? I mean, just check the depictions of the devil. The devil shows up in about four or five different guises here. It's like Alec Guinness in Kind Hearts and Coronets, where he played about six different people. Uh, just... I, just take a look at this. I'm t- this is first-class television. This is first-class television. First-class entertainment. And I really think that if, if you have despaired of not being edified by anything on television, I think you should consider this. Bring the antidote. Make sure you bring the antidote because this is dangerous stuff. Okay? It's dangerous stuff. So you go into it with your faith, you go into it, you know, on guard. But don't cheat yourself of this, how would you put it, the kind of gymnastic, uh, intense training and virtue that can be given by considering the literary depictions of evil. I'm going to leave you with that. Better call Saul. I think I'm going to talk to you about Breaking Bad as well. And we'll get into that, which is a fantastic story of corruption. Fantastic story of moral decline. Uh, Fascinating and brilliantly acted. I had to give up watching it a few times because I found it too searing, too horrible. Not not in terms of the violence, just in terms of the... uh, In terms of the, again, the... um, how would you put it, the tricking of people that was going on in the series, the um, confidence work that was going on. Yeah. Okay. Go carefully, because life really is interesting. In the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen.